0: more i'd never heard of anyone doing 11 in a week i'd never that was my first uh $20,000 week and i'm like okay that did that just happen right because right. i didn't graduate because you got to understand i'm standing <clears throat> on the street holding closing documents and checks and going wait a minute i was told that if you have a credit score of 398 this is impossible
1: You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show.
2: Hello, family, and welcome to another We Love Equity Real Estate Show, and today's guest I am honored to have on the other end. His name is Jay Massey. He's the CEO and founder of The Cashflow Diary, a training and development brand for Developing Short-Term Rental Entrepreneurs. If you guys are not aware of Jay Massey, he's coming out of Cali. He is a good brother, man. I've been following and listening to him for over four years. I was introduced to him over his podcast and he's doing some amazing things. Um, Jay did a couple of transitions uh, and we'll let Jay talk about that. But before the cash flow Diary, Jay raised capital and invested in traditional real estate. Um, He held 34 units over 46 doors, and he transitioned into short-term rentals. So without further delay, I want to welcome Mr. Jay Massey to the show. How are you, Jay?
0: I am glad to be here (laughs) here because it's, I mean, what people don't understand is like none of this was the thought process like oh this was all going to happen and etc cetera, etc cetera, this entire time I just wanted to feed my family and um, make cash flow happen that, that that's really it there was no premeditated this is going to be the path I know some of you out there you actually know I'm getting married this time I'm doing this this day and I'm like I'm not that way so it's always a privilege honestly to to have people listen and to have people want to talk to me about Cash flow and
2: what it is that uh, we can do to go out there and make that happen. Okay. Well, I wish I had an applause button, you know. So when I did the introduction, there we go. <laughs> there we go. See, that's that's what you have after you've been doing podcasts for numerous years. <laughs>
0: totally understood. Yes. yes. I got lots of toys.
2: Lots of toys. Yeah. So Jay, tell me, man. Um, like I said, I've been an avid listener to your show, The Cash Flow Diaries. Um, Tell me about your amazing history, how you got started, how you jumped into real estate investing.
0: So, it's born out of a need. I mean, honestly, that's what it was. It wasn't, there was no training at home at the kitchen table that said that this is going to be the path and one day you'll do real estate. Um, as I've said before, I, I have a PhD that's a public high school diploma. There you uh, there's go. nothing <laughs> in my background that makes you go, oh yeah, clearly that's exactly what's going to happen. It was simply the fact that my wife, when she's pregnant, she has a condition known as hyperemesis. It means she can't eat and drink simultaneously and that's called a problem. And I got stressed and I went to go play volleyball and uh, to, to blow off some steam. And what ended up happening is, well, I punctured my lung. I was born with asthma, and now I'm in a situation to where my wife can't eat or drink, and I've got a hole in my lung. I can't walk and talk simultaneously without fainting, and it was, well, it was a challenging situation, but it was a good lesson. The lesson was very simple, is that we needed a source of income, but we didn't necessarily need a job, and there was no rule against developing a source of income, but not having a job. My challenge was my ignorance i did not know how to develop a source of income and that is what we end up popularly calling cash flow today is how do you yep. build and develop assets that give you your family a source of income if for some reason you can't be that source of income through your time yourself and that that just set us on this journey to find out how to do that and like most things, I always want to
2: find a, how to do it better. <laughs> so gotcha. Like, okay, gotcha. cool. <laughs> I got started. Now let's do it better. So, so this was developed out of a need. Um, definitely, you had to take care of your wife, had to take care of yourself. So you mm-hmm. guys couldn't traditionally go and work because mm-hmm. of the medical condition that you guys were having. So right. how did you get started with real estate because of that need?
0: So what happened and and what's really interesting is that I I wanna say that every one of you listening, you have skills that are transferable, you just may not realize it yet. Even the the person who's uh, been a at home, stay at home parent for a long time, you have skills that are transferable and you're just not sure yet how to transmute those into the real estate world and the same was true for us. So before real estate, What I was doing is uh, we were selling our personal possessions on eBay. And then through eBay, I was learning that, okay, cool. We're almost out of stuff. And then I just simply was like, but other people have stuff and they have stuff Mm -hmm. at a garage sale. So that began this process of learning how to go to other people's garage sale, researching ahead of time while I'm standing in front of the garage sale, researching what they had available and looking it up to see what it sold for on eBay or known in the real estate world as pulling comps. I'm literally Uh standing at the garage sale doing this and then going, okay, cool, I see what it sells for, so let me go then buy this thing and I know I can sell it for this, so I need to buy it for this, and if I can buy it for this, then we can make money. And, And I kept doing that over and over and over again. And then one day a friend sits me down and says, <clears throat> you should become a real estate investor. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if you heard this. And my <laughs> credit score is 398. We are squatting a bank-owned property. I am selling personal possessions and going to other people's garage sales, trying to eat. Mm-hmm. How on earth? Because again, when we have, we have patterns, often when we're presented an opportunity, what we start thinking about is what we don't have. Hey, absolutely. We're not qualified how we haven't been taught or trained, or we haven't had someone's permission. He didn't say any of that. That was not a part of the convert, that, that, that's not what he said. Mm-hmm. He was just inviting me to become something more than what I currently was. And for whatever reason, during that moment, it was one of those times where I didn't let that stop me, you know, my yep. normal pattern. Of I don't have credit, I don't have money, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I've never done no one's ever told me I could. So obviously I can't. I didn't let that pattern happen. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I said, okay. And I issued it to him as a challenge. I'm like, look, you're gonna have to show me how to do this with literally no money. Now I say that and I say it that way because some of y'all, you 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 think you have no money. <laughs> because I I, I I was a financial planner, I know what you mean. You're like because you know, I've had clients, they're like, yeah, Jay, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm down to my last $2 million and help. <laughs> like, you yeah, got lots of options. Right, you right. Know? So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about as in no money, as in he paid for lunch because I had no money, period. Gotcha. And he was willing. He didn't shrink back from his confidence and understanding of what was possible um, through real estate. And it just turns out that wholesaling is exactly like what I was doing on eBay, where you would find a deal, find something of value and find a different person who was willing to pay more for that very same thing. And all you more or less did was market it a little bit better than the person who was selling it. And I'm like, why hadn't nobody told me this before? You know, Mm -hmm. it felt like some secret place, you have to go trek <laughs> to find this information. So, but that's how we got started. And man, I, I can, I promise you it was transformative because the first six months of, uh, oh eight, we were, you know, losing everything. And okay. then June 18th happened. Uh, that's when we closed on the very first transaction. And then three mm-hmm. weeks after that, we did 11 more. I'd never heard of anyone doing 11 in a week. I'd never, that was my first, uh, $20,000 week. And I'm like, okay, that, did that just happen? Right. Because right. I didn't graduate. I, Cause you got to understand I'm standing <clears> on the street <throat> holding closing documents and checks and going, wait a minute. I was told that if you have a credit score of 398, this is impossible. Absolutely. I was told that, you know, I needed to go to college to do this. I was told that for, for people who look like me, we, we got to play a sport. We
1: mm-hmm. gotta
0: do. We gotta sing a song. We gotta be on the corner. We gotta do something other than what I just did. And 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 I wish I had a different thought in my head, but I literally said, "Do they know?" They do? <laughs> like I was waiting for somebody to come tap me on my shoulder and say, "Excuse me, sir, that deed doesn't belong to you. We made a mistake."
2: Yep. Yep. Oh man, it was. was it, so- it, it's crazy. Go ahead. So Jay, let me ask you this because basically you, and, and quite a few of the people that we have listening, that's that's their position there. I don't have any money. I, I, don't, I can't start. What do I need to do? How can I do this? And you took the, you took the trek. You said, you know what? I'm going to get out here and provide for my family. So if it's wholesaling, garage sale items, this is exactly what I'm going to do. So yeah. what within your physiology Brought you to that point to where you said, no matter what, I'm going to make this happen.
0: Well, the challenge uh, was very simple, is that comfort kills dreams. I could no longer, fear was now too expensive. Pride was way too expensive. I couldn't afford it. I had no other option, not for lack of trying. I didn't have any other option. I couldn't, I couldn't call home. There was no one, mm-hmm. there was no parachute there. Uh, there, there the, the marketplace was saying, hey, if you want a job, then you need to come with, because at the time I was a financial planner and I had to have $2 million of assets under management. And I'm like, dude, if I had $2 million of assets under management, I wouldn't be here. Be here. Looking for a job.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, okay. So I, it's not for lack of trying. Trust me, it, it's, I had no choice. It was literally fighting for milk bread, food, because I didn't have any other option and I I didn't have the luxury of trying to put my better idea into the equation. I said, okay, cool. The only thing I can do is do exactly what they say as fast as they say it. I can move at the speed of instruction. That's what I can do. Mm -hmm. I can do that. I was too ignorant to know any better. So you know what I did? I just did exactly what they said and it worked. And I'm like, okay, do that again. Yeah. And, there's no limit. I can keep doing this. Okay, great. And that's when I learned that real estate's a skill, just like tying your shoe. If tying your shoe paid $50 for every shoe, many of us would be talking about tying shoes and building a business around tying shoes, but it doesn't. And, but real estate, the skill sets are the same. I Mm -hmm. can play. Every one of us can play any game if we're taught the rules. And these were the things that the, this whole new world was just, Un, was the unveiling and revealing itself before me because I didn't think it was possible. I didn't know it was possible. No one said anything. You're right. But sure. No, like yellow brick road for me to walk down and go see the wizard. It, it was something that just revealed itself because I was desperate to eat. And when you're too comfortable, you won't risk. Yeah. Yeah. You won't you're too afraid to risk. I was too afraid to risk. Understand what you are hearing, I, I know that if I wasn't put in that position, we probably wouldn't be talking to them. Wouldn't do
2: it. Mm-mm. Okay. And, that, and that's one of the things that I talk to people about is you have to be placed in a position of uncomfortability in order to get where you really want to go. You know, because if you're, if you're comfortable and you feel that, hey, I'm satisfied where I'm at, you won't take that risk. You won't push yourself a little bit further. And you was in a position where you had nowhere else to go. You know, you are right. literally stuck between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: You know, <laughs> it, uh, absolutely. I mean, we can't learn and look good at the same time. And looking good was out the window. Yep. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm, I am getting, <laughs> getting foreclosed on, evicted, running from the police. The repo man's looking for my car. I have a credit score of 398
2: and no job.
0: So what's left?
2: Yeah. And <laughs> living in California. Right. You know, so <laughs>
0: I got, no, I, I have, Nothing that from the outside looking in, you would not have chosen me for your team, period. But I had one thing, mm -hmm. and every one of you listening have the same desire to make something happen. But most importantly, you have a willingness to learn how to create value. The secret to this entire thing, if there is such a thing, is value. The marketplace cares about value. They don't care about your credit score. Can you provide us value? If you have a way to solve my problem, I will pay you for it. And I tell people all the time, just think about the last time you went to the emergency room. You did not, you did not ask the doctor or any of those people, where'd you go to school? What grade did you get in biology? Don't care. What's your credit score? Did you wash your hands before you came in the room? You didn't ask mm-hmm. any of those things. You asked can you solve my problem? problem? You walked in with your problem and you were looking to them for a solution to your problem. Nothing else mattered. And that's the key to the marketplace. It doesn't care about your condition, doesn't care that it didn't care that I was squatting in bank owned property. You got to understand. I'm the guy squatting in bank owned property selling property to other people.
2: <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Yeah. If you say it out of loud. Contradictory. Yeah.
0: Oh. But the marketplace didn't care because they wanted what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And when I clued into that, it was no longer about me. And I'm like, hmm. Okay, then. What else can I do? What else does the marketplace want? Yep. Just tell me what you want. I'll go find it. Now and that's basically how I built and started doing wholesaling. It became me interviewing other people who said they wanted to buy stuff. Then I would ask them, what do you wanna buy? And then I get better at asking that question. And then I would go find what it is that they said they couldn't find. And then mm-hmm. I would say, cool, pay me two grand. And that's what happened over and over, hundreds of times. And I'm like, this is
2: crazy. I could have been doing this a long time. Exactly, you know? exactly.
0: <laughs> so Crazy, but yes, yeah, what happened?
2: So Jay, so starting yeah. out, you had this mentor or this person found yes. you and- yes. From so church, how, he
0: was at church, yeah.
2: Okay, so how did you guys get started? What did he do to, to kind of stoke that flame? What did he teach you or show you how to do? He showed me how to believe in me.
0: That's it. Because he didn't have all of the technical knowledge. He pointed me in the right direction and told me I could and showed me that to believe in me gave me an opportunity to actually play full out at a game where where I'm now taught the rules. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was just one of those things where learning to believe, learning to build, learning, these things that, that that worried about me and i remember one day he's like he, he's like one of your superpowers is that you have learned how to learn and my friends still make fun of me and they're like anytime <laughs> give give him something new come back in 72 hours and just watch you'll see
2: <laughs> that's where the magic I, happens huh yeah like <laughs> I,
0: I do learn re- relatively quickly on certain subjects and that's what happened and but i also learned to develop he taught me to develop a propensity to take action over-analyzation because it's easy to analyze. Well, yep. let me tell you why you're analyzing. You're analyzing because you don't have a, a, a compelling enough reason to actually take mm-hmm. action. So you understand, if I didn't write an offer, if I didn't uh, get it sold, we didn't eat. eat. There's a tight window of accountability there. You're hungry every day. Mm-hmm. That means I don't have time to n- not write an offer today. Right. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to keep analyzing the same deal four times.
2: Yeah. And analyzing is that's that safe zone, you know, and that's what I tell people when you're sitting there analyzing and like you said, analyzing a deal four and five times, you're in that safe zone. That's just part of your fear to say, okay, let me pull this trigger and make this offer. 100%. You know, so tell me about Jay, tell me about that. That first wholesale deal. I know it was a while (laughs) ago. Tell God, me, was a mess. Okay. tell me what you had to go through.
0: It was it, well, it was a mess because remember, um, you, if you if you have if you're a parent and have kids, you understand what I'm about to say. Because I were, I only needed and wanted the next step, that's it. Any more than that, and who knows what would have happened? Too much, yeah. So, I just and think about it. So, when you turn on the GPS in the car, it doesn't give you it, I mean, it, it may list out all of the steps, but the audible, what you hear is the next step, because that's the only step that matters, right? Uh, because the, the steps after that might change depending on what you do next. So I took the next step. What does that look like? (laughs) I asked people, okay, so if I want to do a wholesale deal, what do I have to do? Okay. You have to go find a seller, someone who's willing to sell you the property. I was like, okay. And then I went to a networking group and that's what I did. I found a seller. And then I went back to them and said, okay, I found a seller. Uh, and they're like, okay, cool. Where's the contract? I'm like, what contract? Uh huh. They're like, well, you've got to buy the property. You have to put it under contract. I'm like, oh, well, you didn't say that. So, do you have a do you have a contract? They're like, yeah, here. I was like, great, cool. Then I went back to yep. her and said, hey, here's the contract. And I just kind of gave it to her. And she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and he's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what? Right. Like, I don't know. They said I needed a contract. And I'm like, okay, never mind. I'll be right back. So I went back to them. I was like, okay, cool. You gave me the contract. What do we do with it? They're like, oh, you need to fill it out. How? How? Exactly. <laughs> what goes where? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Because you, you got to understand, they're looking at me like, is he for real right now? I'm like, yes, I am very uh-huh. for real. Tell me what, what goes where. Oh, okay. Got it. Cool. I'll put that there. Great. No problem. And then I go back. All right, cool. Here it is. And you, they say you're supposed to sign here. She's sitting there. And then I come back. I'm like, okay, now what? They're like, oh, well now you need to open escrow. I'm like, cool. What's that? Right. How (laughs) do I do that? How's that? And then it, it, so this, what was really funny, this was one of the times where I said, well, just call my friend. They'll tell you what to do. So cool. I call them. I'd send the, I send the paperwork over. Now you got to understand, I don't know up from down. The only Mm -hmm. thing I know is that I'm supposed to be putting together all the resources that I need in order to get this deal done and closed and whatnot and find my buyer. Here, here's what ends up happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just funny to say, because there are so many people who like would not do this because nope. they're like, Oh my God, I would be so embarrassed. But this is what happened. Uh, it was like two, three weeks later, escrow lady calls me and goes, okay. Um, we were wondering if you were going to come by and pick up your check. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, the deal's ready to close and we just didn't know what to do with the file anymore. Uh-huh. Okay. So what do you want me to do? Well, all you have to do is come by and pick up your check because you have to close escrow. And I'm like, okay. So I hang up the phone and then I go to the people who had been advising me. And I was like, she wants me to close the escrow. How do I do that? <laughs> Cause I, I'm thinking like close a book. It's something physical. Uh-huh. I'm supposed to close. Like, can someone give me an escrow so I can close it and get paid? right? Cause I don't know what that means. And again, they're just like, I cannot believe that. It's like, and you got a deal. You can see the look in their yeah, eyes. Yeah. Like you don't know this. And someone was willing to sell you a house. Yeah. What do I do now? Well, now you need to physically go over there. I was like, Oh, okay. Thanks.
2: Just go and get your money, Jay.
0: I, did, but
2: I <laughs> understand. I didn't know that. Uh huh.
0: Because it, it, it they just said keep doing the next step. I needed the next step. Step exactly. That's all I cared about the next step, not twelve more steps. Not what do I? And that's how I tend to attack a lot of things, mm-hmm. and it it works out in, in my favor.
2: And it's that's what just
0: I in time learning. The marketplace
2: rewards us for that. And that's what I, Jay, and that's what I tell people, especially those novice getting started, is you just have to follow the next step. Like you said, what you said was absolutely perfect for someone getting started. Find out what that next step is and just do it and then come back. But the problem is some people are too embarrassed to ask questions because they feel like, well, this is a stupid question. Well, it's not a stupid question if you don't know what that next step is. You know, so what you did was you was like, you know what? I'm willing to be vulnerable. Whatever it is, I'm willing to do it because I need to eat. My wife needs to eat. My family needs to eat. So it was like whatever the next step is, I'm going to do it. So and through that whole process, now you have that learning curve. Okay, I know the steps. Contract. Yep. you know seller buyer contract escrow close pick up the check so now when it's time to go through this next process you understand it better and absolutely. it's a lot easier for you so absolutely great so you got started with wholesaling and yes. i know that's that's normally the way a lot of people get started especially when you're you're broke you know you were going through foreclosure you were squatting in the property you know yep. selling whatever you could you know to close off your back in order to make ends meet after you close that first deal, what was that thought process?
0: Yeah, that well, that's what I went through earlier when I'm telling you, I'm standing in the street going, I don't think, do they really know that I just bought this house? Do they not know that? I mean, I'm like, my, but my credit's this and this, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. All of these things are going through my head, like, and then eventually it culminates in, so what else have I been told that's not true? Right.
2: Mm. Basically,
0: let's go find out. And then I started telling people about what, what I did. And then mm-hmm. I started hearing, oh, you just got lucky. Oh, I bet you couldn't do it again. Right. Oh, sure. It works for houses, but it doesn't work for apartments. All of those things became challenges. Don't tell mm-hmm. me stuff like that because I will go, eh, let's yeah, let's go find out. Let's try
2: it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! I did it again.
0: I guess I'm really lucky now.
2: Yep, yep. You know,
0: and and that that's basically what what kept me trying new and different things is because this new and different world was unveiling itself, and I was being trained to recognize opportunity. And that's the purpose of education: it's to be able to draw from your environment and see what's possible for you and I. The challenge is that most of us have been trained to recognize a J-O-B. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see one of those, you're like, eh, there's no opportunity. There's no. nothing. Yep. There's opportunity everywhere. It's hard to turn it off. And that's actually now the problem is yep. like, yeah, it's everywhere. And once you learn how to function without a bank, once you learn how to function In an environment where their lending's not available, your credit's not there, and you have to do all of the extra stuff and raise capital and build teams and blah, 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 you can buy any building you want. You can buy any business you want. There is nothing that restricts you other than your desire to actually go and do the work. And as I began to put those pieces together, the world just began to change.
2: Because the marketplace doesn 't care, yeah, can yeah. you solve my problem, solve the problem and and one thing that you were good at was you were good at spotting opportunity, and that 's one thing that some people have a problem with is, like you said their their whole opportunity is will somebody hire me? can I find right. this job? but right. when you have that entrepreneurial mindset, you start seeing these opportunities. And just like what you said is you start seeing so many opportunities, you have a volume of opportunities to choose from. And now it's like, okay, which opportunity do I want to pick? You know, And that's kind of the situation that most entrepreneurs end up being in. Go ahead, Jay.
0: Well, well, well okay, Marcus. Okay. So here's the deal. You got to hear me on this. Most people think that they can't or don't see opportunity. I am about to tell you a place that everyone, everyone, I don't even care what language you speak, everyone hearing me right now, hearing this, how they have seen opportunity. They just didn't know it was opportunity. And I'm telling you right now, later today, it will happen again, and now it will Occur for you differently, such that you see opportunity. Mm-hmm. The best place, one of the best places to see opportunity for free multiple times per day. day. Yep, is the news. News, absolutely, you hit it right on the head. <laughs> it, it's not opportunity. So instead of using the word opportunity, use the word problem. Who is complaining about a problem? Who's Mm -hmm. talking about a problem and you all you have to ask yourself is, am I willing to learn how to solve that problem for that person? If I am, there's your opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's it. And the news invests a significant amount of time telling you what the problem is cause the problem, what they think, uh, how much longer the problem is going to last. They they spend a lot of money, time, and resources telling you about a whole bunch of problems, piping it in directly to you for free. And all you have to do is ask yourself, am I willing to solve a problem for the person or persons that they are currently talking about? The answer is yes, there's your opportunity. It's just literally that simple. And it's been happening your entire life.
2: Yeah. And those, those are free case studies for you to work on, you know, and that's, that's okay. one thing I tell people. It's, it's tons of opportunities out there. You just have to open up your eyes and train your ears to hear those opportunities when they present themselves. Wow. So Jay, mm-hmm. you started uh, with wholesaling. How did you make that transition, man, to raising capital? Because you went Got from it. one extreme to the next. How did you do that?
0: So the transition over to raising capital came about because we got so good at the wholesaling piece that um, what happened was we could not, well, (laughs) here was the actual conversation. I sat down with my CFO. My CFO said, okay, we're almost ready to file the taxes. Here's what's going down. Um, By the way, uh, there's about $400,000 that is unaccounted for. Do you know where that went? And I'm like, what do you mean? Um, (laughs) They're like, well... We don't have all of the receipts we need and we don't know where 400 grand went. Can you tell me what, like, and she was straight up, like, let's sit down and figure this out together. I'm like, what? I don't know what I had for breakfast today and you wanna know, okay, wow. So, and then I was like, okay, so what happens if we don't have that? And they're like, well, then you're gonna have to pay taxes on that. I'm like, come again? (sighs) And how much is that? I'm like, I see. So right. I was learning a very painful lesson. And Then after we got through that, I was like, okay, so um, how can we make sure that that doesn't happen again?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they go, well, you need to, you, you'd have to keep, you'd have to keep some of these. You have some. to hold them long-term. And I'm like, hmm, okay, got it. And how many do I need? Right. <laughs> that's
2: basically how
0: it started. <laughs> like how many do I need? And then I was like, okay, cool. So that's what we're gonna go to do. Next thing I, next thing they know, God, you gotta, you gotta understand. It's like a week, two weeks later. Uh, cool. I have thirty-five houses under contract now, uh, and I have to keep these, right? Okay, cool. So that began the. Well, I need to raise uh, a few yeah. hundred thousand dollars so I can keep them and do this and, and and split it up this way. And that's exactly what happened. And we began what I call our house uh, collecting phase. We ended up with hundreds of uh, more, anyway, more houses than I care to remember. Uh, and we ended up switching to apartments because then they said, Hey, every time you close a transaction, it's wonderful. It's great, but it's not really that much of an economic okay. impact on you anymore. So you need to do bigger deals. So I'm like, okay, what kind? And they're like, I don't know. That's your problem Figure it out. And that's
2: how I started with apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. So, so Before- those problems made you scale up. That's basically what happened. You, you ran into a problem where you were successful and because of your success, you had to scale up. Correct. (laughs) And that's all I was asking. I was just
0: responding to what, Oh, so if I keep doing this, this way, you're saying I pay more taxes. Got it. Then it became, all right, cool. Well, how do I pay very little taxes? taxes. Then I started asking, is there a way to not pay any any tax? Just like, is that possible? There is mm-hmm. cool. What do I need to do? And then we started doing that, and then we went into commercial, and that's how we got into cell phones, uh, cell phone towers, and whatnot. Because it was all cash flow related. Remember, you needed a source of income, and yep. I was just going to the next thing on this journey to solve gotcha. the next problem. That's all I've ever done is trying to solve the next problem. That presented
2: itself. Jay, you gave us a lot just right there within those 30 seconds, man. Um, So you went from wholesaling to, to all of the residential rentals. Yeah, How we went from
0: you- we went to residential rentals, uh, single family houses. Then we went to residential mortgages, which made the tax problem worse. Um, and then we went to apartment buildings, and then we went to commercial, and then we went to cell phone towers.
2: So you touched almost every aspect of real estate. You went from yes. wholesaling to residential rentals to note investing, now yep. to multifamilies. Yep. Where did you? Where did you get the financing from when you had that first initial problem where they said you need to hold 30 properties? Got Where did that um, financing come from?
0: My first 5 million came from other people's retirement plans. How did you do that? How did you, I mean, do that? So easiest- How did you-
2: I mean, (laughs) place to go
0: and it's everywhere right now. I mean, so here's here's a quick example. You know, that news report you heard a couple uh, weeks ago that talks about, oh, now there's 30 plus million people unemployed. I promise you there's a good number of those people who have a 401k that is still sitting at the old company right now, today, and they just don't know, A, what to do with it, B, that they can do something mm-hmm. with it, and see that they can do something with it with you. Right. And because of that, that's why you don't have the capital. Because you haven't told them, as I've said before, he or she who educates their market dominates. So educate them that that it's possible. And watch how many people choose you suddenly. And then you
2: have what you need to go do the next thing, whatever that might be. Right. So again, it goes back to solving that problem. That's These it. it are- all
0: you're doing is solving a different problem. That person who has a, a dormant 401k has a problem. Mm-hmm. Solve it. Help them learn yeah. that they can move it. And they don't have to depend on wall street returns and wall street risk. Oh, you, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, I know. But it's been around since 1974. So don't worry about it. Nobody knows. It's like, right. a- <laughs> And, and, and you become that source and that's really that again that is this secret
2: yeah solve somebody else's problem right and and position yourself and that's that's exactly what you did so jay let's take a brief moment let's take a brief moment here and yeah. we'll hear a word from our sponsors and we'll come back and we'll touch on some of the things that you're doing some of the new things that you're doing
1: PropStream is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers with 100% coverage across the U.S. PropStream provides a deep dive into any property's specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sell prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to proud.propstreampro.com slash we love X.
2: Okay, we're back. So, Jay, you yes. went, now you're, now you pivoted again. You left the apartments. Now you're into short term rentals. Mm-hmm. How did that occur? How did that transition occur? So,
0: uh, understand, I'm uh, the name of the company is Cashflow Diary. It's about cash flow. I have been asset agnostic from the beginning. I cared how can I derive an income without having to work? What can give me that? If it's spoons, then spoons. It's great. What I care about is being efficient with the time and being able to generate the cash flow. What happened is that one of my students, because during the process, what happened is someone said, you know, hey, will you teach me everything you know? And then I started teaching people along the way because they wanted some of the same results. And then I found out I enjoy this product. This is great. Mm -hmm. I like helping someone get their first six or seven figures and being a part of that journey. So that's fun for me. And one of those individuals came to me and said, hey, you, I, you know, we raised capital, like you said, but we didn't do what you said to do with the money. What we did is we did this thing called, you know, Airbnb. Have you heard of it? And I'm like, tell me more, because that's usually a bad sign <laughs> when someone says something like that. And uh, I've been a proponent for a long, long time. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Russell Gray who says, you know, if you do the math, the math will tell you what to do. Yep. I'm like, cool, let's sit down, let's do the math. And when they showed me the math, I was like, "Wait a minute, do you understand what you have here?" and they And they were looking at me like, "No, tell us that's why we're sitting down." <laughs> like, "Oh okay, right." Got it. Um, and what I saw was again a solution to another problem because <laughs> at the time, I was trying to create more jobs locally, and I wanted my younger children to see more of what uh, we did on a day-to-day basis. I wanted uh, to be able to empower more individuals with the, the capacity and the impact of real estate and it, because it can be great, but it can be challenging getting people started. Yeah. And what happened is the short-term rental world, knowing everything I know now, is by far the best, first place to start, to build cash flow, especially if your long-term goal is to hold property. If that's where you're headed, that's what you want to do. Knowing everything I know today, I wouldn't do wholesaling. I would not, okay. even though I know the benefit of it. I would not do that. For I would do this short-term, short-term rental. Short-term rental. That's exactly what I would do because the way that it's done, the way that you can get started, the the, the lower uh, investment upfront, uh, the shorter time to actually seeing cash come back to you. Mm-hmm. It just all of the skill sets and experience that you need, it's all right there for you. And it puts you in a stronger cash flow position such that you are able to purchase property sooner than any other strategy again that that I know. However, it does have one problem, which is simply that it produces a significant amount of taxable income. Taxable income. That that's okay. the problem. So, so- everything else is
2: there. So even in this current economic climate with COVID and everything like that, how did you pivot with your short-term rentals? Because for a minute, I, what, two months, everything just stopped. Everything just froze. How did you still generate, you know, wealth or generate income during those times?
0: You know, I, I hate to be boring, but it's going to sound very familiar is that uh, I just solved a, a different problem. So okay. understand the and, and who, I, who we were solving it for. For example, when international travel, so our primary customer was, is or was an Asian business traveler, that customer went away, right? They're nope. not coming to the United States, so they're gone. Um, th- but then you start asking yourself, is there anyone else who still has a need for temporary housing? So I'll give you some very, very simple, top level, easy ones. Think about this. Does someone still have an issue if the pipes in their house burst and the house floods? Absolutely. Does that still happen if there's a pandemic? Absolutely. Cool. Then we still have a customer. So then it becomes, how do I find that customer? how do I find the insurance companies who are placing these people? Cause that's what they're doing. And they're doing it every day,
2: oh, always, okay.
0: everywhere. So it's not unique to California. Mm-hmm. So that's just one of many. So th- let's ask another question. Is the military still doing what the military does? Are they still training people still recruiting people or they still shuffling families around? Yes. Yep. Okay. There's another customer. So then we started developing relationships with a lot of the military bases across the United States. Then you have to, again, you just keep asking the question. All right, cool. So um, this whole virus thing, it has a 14-day period. People are supposed to quarantine. So what happens to the fireman Mm -hmm. or police person who runs in to save someone's life and suddenly is now exposed? That means they have to to quarantine. Yep. I bet you they don't have a second house to stay at and they probably don't want to sleep in their garage. Hmm. You know what? They can stay at our place. Yep. Comes another customer. And then you start again, you just keep going. Oh, wait a minute. The schools, they shut down. They kick the Mm -hmm. kids out. (laughs) Oh my goodness. What about those kids that are from another country? How is that going to work? Oh my God. They need a place to stay. You just keep going one after the other. So, yes, travel or a lack of specifically international travel did hurt the revenue initially. Yeah, absolutely. 100 percent. But that didn't remove the use case for temporary housing. And again, guess what the news was doing? advertising it. Yeah. That's how I found out, Oh, the schools are shutting down. That means this, Oh, the, the senior citizen, uh, the, the nursing home the nursing nursing homes, is, yep, is, is having an buildings. outbreak. Why? I bet grandma could stay at our place. Mm-hmm. All of those things came from that, you know? So it was just a matter of listening to where the marketplace was still crying and screaming and then learning how to get in front of that person. So yes, there was work to be done. Marketing that had to be learned, systems that needed to be changed. But that doesn't mean the business went away.
2: Yeah. So oh. what did you what did you do pivoting with your marketing to find those people? Was it just Facebook ads? Was it
0: Google uh, it, ads? Everything. Everything. <laughs> everything works, nothing doesn't. Okay, so just remember that. And yes, we started posting on Facebook, started posting on Instagram, started making phone calls directly to, uh, or sorry, visiting hotels and going to because remember, the hotels were on skeleton staff. Mm-hmm. Guess where people were still going? They were still going to the hotel saying, yeah. hey, I'm going to stay here. So, hey, conveniently leave some flyers because guess what? People might track you down and find out. Right. So you start making inroads with the hospitals and calling them. All of these things, it became a lot more outbound stuff because the inbound stuff wasn't going to naturally come because no company was set up for that at the time. gotcha. And so it was a lot of the just, you know, uh, basic business development skills that needed to come to play. So I was like, okay, got it. I know what I need to do. Just got to do a lot of it until we develop those right relationships with centers of influence that could send us the referrals that we needed.
2: Well, a good thing about it was you learned early that you can't sit there and analyze and try and figure it out. You just had to take action. And that was one of the things that most people do during pandemics, during emergencies is those who take action are those who are ahead of the curve. And that's one of the things that you did. You said, Hey, I see the problem. I spotted the problem. This is what we can do. Let's do it immediately and not sit there and try and, Oh, well, what if we do this? What if we do that? You didn't have time to gather a committee and say, Hey, let's take a vote. No, it's the spring and the action and let's do it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. Uh-uh. During a, there was a three-day period back in March where I watched more than 117 reservations literally melt away. And, and, wow. and you just got to understand it, it was like, wow, I'm just going to shut off my email and not pay attention to that right now because I got to get ready. I got to get, it's game time. Yeah. It's game time. That is what it is saying. I don't know the answer, but I got to get ready to play figure it out because i heard
2: it started i heard on one of your podcasts you said it was like 80 grand just disappeared in reservations overnight you know and like you said right i need to shut everything down and just put my game face on i gotta try and recoup some of those revenues so yeah it
0: it did it was when you if you if you've ever had your company lose 80 grand of monthly recurring revenue eighty thousand. Right. Think about that for a second <laughs> and go, okay, so and, and let, let me paint the picture for you. You had built that revenue over a number of years using certain tools and methods. So understand you've got to rebuild that revenue. Right. And you know, 1% of the time using none of the tools you originally used because those tools right now are impaired and don't work. Right. So you've got to reinvent something completely new for a customer that you are not yet prepared for, but you know, is out there and you got to do it quickly. Wow.
2: That's, that's powerful.
0: And that's Um, what we did. And that's what we started. And that's why I, I, I think it was maybe, I want to say it was either March 17th or 18th. Um, I just started going live to tell everyone and our students, look, I know what's going on. I got it. Don't freak out. I don't Mm -hmm. have all the answers yet, but we're going to get them and we're going to get them together and let's keep taking these steps. And that's what we've been doing. And that's what we will continue to do because that's what's necessary to solve problems for the broken marketplace. Right,
2: right. It's our job. You're an entrepreneur. <laughs> solve a problem. Yeah, solve the problem. And that's and that's good, Jay, because you had other people that was watching you, your students. Okay. How is Jay going to pivot? How is he going to handle this? Right. Because if you would have, you know, freaked out and just, you know, got scatterbrained, they would have mm-hmm. done the same thing. But they they followed your trail that you blazed as far as how do we solve this problem?
0: Well, what's funny is that history echoes in so many ways this feels like what happened when i first got started understand i mm-hmm. got started during the 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 great recession is what they call it right. now, right and so it feels it was like oh my god here we are again is this really happening i know exactly what to do this time right <laughs> <I'm> exactly like, <laughs> I can't believe this. this is amazing so you know and it but having to step people through that and develop the all the new tools all the new resources Everything else that has to happen to go along with it, yeah, not easy, not fun. Wasn't something I was planning on doing this year. But guess what? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Marketplace says, I need this. Can you provide it? And the answer is yes. And here's how, and here's who we are. And oh, by the way, here's a whole bunch of news. You you have, man, we have brought on so many more new students who have started new businesses during this pandemic because, because of the needs because Mm -hmm. so many people exited and ran away. Yeah. Almost in every marketplace is 30 to 40% less housing, temporary housing available. Well, (laughs) I'm like, huh? Neat. This is interesting. So people still needed and 30% to 40% of you are gone. Hmm. What do you think might happen? Yeah. Rising
2: tide lifts all boats. The only
0: question is how many boats are you going to have?
2: So opportunity again, Spotted 100. the opportunity in the midst of chaos, and that 's all you have to do every time so jay let's let's yeah. roll into our hot seat questions real oh, quick man it. i got I got about six or seven good questions for you, okay. so starting over, what yes. would you do differently
0: different yep. uh, I would play more cash flow games faster
2: okay because and i didn't even mention this is that you're a cash flow Teacher of the game, correct? Right, right, right. All right. Yeah, I would play more cash Facilitator. Yep, yeah. master facilitator. Okay. All right. Because that helps you spot opportunities. So guys, if you're looking and learning how to train your brain to see money, you know, pick up cash flow, uh, the game cash flow. Go out there, play it, go to different meetups. You'll yep. see it out there. You'll learn how to spot opportunities. Okay. Yep.
0: I also would have started the podcast sooner had I known. Okay. It. I didn't know, but I know now. Yep, yep.
2: So what is your greatest commodity outside of capital? Faith. Okay. What is one thing you could do to be more productive? Hire more people. And how much, just curious, how many people are on your team right now, Jay? (laughs) Not enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I, I, when I did it, eight. Eight, okay. All right, and what drives your ambition? Because you're eating now, you're, you're stable, what yeah. drives that ambition?
0: Well, and, and I had to ask Robert Kiyosaki and his people this when I was hanging out with them because I needed an answer, because it, it was no longer about just money. Uh, honestly, it's because I think about me. I think about the me that it was, and that I know that there are people out there today, there's a husband today, somewhere listening, hoping, looking for an answer, mm-hmm. wanting to be the man he's always envisioned, but doesn't have the tools. And I feel like I've been given uncommon access to something. So I gotta get up and show up again so that someone has a shot at having the tool that perhaps someone might, I don't know, send them, ask them, Hey, have you heard the Cash for Diary podcast? And then share it with a friend who yep. then four years later starts a podcast you know anybody like that
2: yeah sounds like me you know it (laughs) sounds sounds exactly like me (laughs) that's
0: why that that's what that that, that's the answer right there the fact that this happens and it's happening all over the country wherever we're heard
2: and i don't know most
0: of the people Yep, makes me just feel good
2: Yep, that's good that's good man and I, again, I appreciate all that you do with the Cash Flow Diary podcast. Again, I'm a faithful listener, man. So, thank you, Jay. Tell me, what do you believe is your greatest challenge, internal or external?
0: Uh, the greatest challenge is, is me. I, I'm always, and that's the thing that drives me nuts. Is that I always find a new way to become the bottleneck. And you, we, we humans mm-hmm. we earn our own personal growth. So, for for me, that like a couple years ago, it was discovering that, um, uh, that I have ADHD and that I'm autistic and then learning how to integrate that. And then now learning how to build upon that and now learning how to build a bigger team and deal with all of the next levels of uh, separation and departments and all the corporate structure stuff that I just yeah. never went through, but it's, by far, it, it's, it's more personal growth stuff. I mean, hiring people, that's kind of fun. Firing them, not so much. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you, you, that, But that's all personal growth stuff. I, it, I'm just the bottleneck. And it's just a matter of continuing to push, um, knowing that I'm going to be the bottleneck again. I'm going to find a new way that your company is going to be efficient, and you'll find yep. a new inefficiency. The 80-20 Pareto's principle is always there. Always.
2: So, yeah. I mean, you, you have great teachers. I mean, being a part of the rich dad community, tell me a little bit about that. How did you get started with Robert Kiyosaki and Robert Helms and, and yeah, those yeah, yeah. guys? What
0: happened there is um, they have, a, what's the, the the summit at sea? Yep. So uh, I was, again, something I actively do is I never want to be the smartest person in the room. And when you listen to Robert and Russ, you know, they're smart people. So mm-hmm. go hang out with them, period. Simple. Yep. Uh, and through that process, <laughs> one time what happened is that they were about to do a cash flow game during the summit on the boat. And I didn't say anything at first. And I'm like, I was watching it go down. I'm just like, do you guys want some help? Because I can,
2: <laughs> can kind of do
0: this. This I got. I can uh-huh. do this very well. And that led to... Um, them one year because they didn't even tell me uh, that uh, that Robert Kiyosaki and Kim were gonna be there the next year. And I'm like, wait, what? So you want me now to okay, cool. So this is great. <laughs> so now I'm teaching with them in the room in the entire and I'm just like, oh boy, no pressure, but let's do this. Right, right. Which then he saw and then uh he invited me to start speaking with him and all kinds of stuff. So it was nothing more than educate to dominate. It was the same thing that I had always done. I was solving a problem. For people understand Robert and Russ, they, they, they were exhibiting a problem in the moment Mm -hmm. and I decided to ask if they would like my help in solving it. Yeah. And they said, sure. And I solved it and that leads to something else. That's it. Okay. Nothing more complicated than that. No, no 12-step email system. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's just it was, solve a problem.
2: Solve the problem. Solve the problem. Guys, and you you hear Jay constantly repeat this thing, you know, just find the problem and solve it. There's no magic system, no magic, you know, process. The process is identify the problem, see how you can solve the problem. That's basically it, you know, and you look at it everyone that solves a problem, the bigger the problem that they solve, the more capital that they make, you know, look at, you know, Steve jobs, Hey, solve, find a problem in the marketplace and solve it. Here's a simple one that everyone will be able to relate to.
0: Realize one at one time there was a, the problem was simply um, noting or capturing your thoughts and ideas. And no one had a writing instrument. So someone had an idea of what what if I make a pen, Mm -hmm. a pen, very simple, very simple, right? Solved the problem for a lot of people. And now you assume pins are everywhere and everywhere. They they were invented. They did not exist, right? This is the case everywhere. This whole short-term rental thing that we do invented, especially the way that we do it invented it didn't exist before do you know how much time we spend just telling and educating a landlord on how it works oh my god crazy. <laughs> because they they're like i've never heard of this. never heard yeah, of we it. know mm-hmm. ideas that's your capital you don't have a money problem you have an idea problem. idea problem
2: so and, and this is a little bit off topic with the sure. fire round here jay so you guys are doing are you doing the arbitrage, the uh, tenant arbitrage? Basically, you, you find a landlord that's renting a property. Kind of tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, so again, it's three phases. Phase one, yes. Uh, during phase one and phase two, you're definitely still uh, operating uh, by being the tenant for a landlord. It produces a higher return on investment. It's going to get you more experience faster. Uh, It's easier to execute, so you have more quick wins sooner, which psychologically is exactly what you need in order to make this thing work Mm -hmm. long-term. And during phase three, what's going to happen is you're going to, because we're going to teach you cash flow management along the way, because part of what happens is that I tell people, look, uh, take what you used to earn annually. Now imagine that happening monthly. And when that happens, that's a whole lot of cash that many yeah. people have never handled before. And I learned quickly that I had to teach this because uh, our, some of our initial students, when we started teaching this, were shipwrecking themselves because there was just too much money Too the end. And they're just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah. It was all, all over the <laughs> place. So we started teaching it so that you end up now with what we call a profit or purpose account. And long story short, as that account builds, uh, you end up with. Enough money to go purchase real estate long term or any other asset you want. So, okay. and, and I know it may be hard to relate to today, but if you want to put yourself in a position to where you can begin to say, save, put away comfortably, like literally put away comfortably three grand, four grand a month, mm-hmm. um, this is a business where you can end up doing that really quickly. Okay. And that's what we end up teaching people how to do. And it doesn't take long at three to four grand a month for you, especially depending on where you live. You got a down payment every 90 days, right?
2: Yeah. Like, dude, I
0: can buy another house. I can buy another house. <laughs> I can buy another house. And, right. But you did it and you learned along the way. And that's, that's the power. That's the power. So, yeah, we want you to eventually purchase. But if you purchase, you pay such a huge opportunity cost at the beginning that I don't think it's worth it.
2: Okay, so, Jay, how can we, if the listeners want to take advantage of what you guys are offering uh, with the cash flow diaries, how can we get in touch with you? Tell us about the podcast, everything. This is your chance, man, to just lay it out for our listeners. How can we get in touch with you?
0: So if you type cash flow diary in on on literally any social media platform, you'll probably find us uh, cashflowdiarypodcast.com. Will get you directly to the podcast. But here's something that I find is really, really necessary. It is necessary when we're undertaking something new to have an initial goal. One of the most elusive goals is to figure out how many pieces of property, how many units do I need to retire? How many units do I need to be able to replace my income, quit my job? All those things are things that we hear all the time. So you know what I did? I made a calculator. <laughs> you go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash how many. Units. When you get there, put in your information and what it's going to do, it's going to tell you, you need 10, 5, 7, 20, 30 units, and you will be able to retire. Retire. And those of you wondering, uh, yes, we've had people make double digits, get into the double digits and more of units in 12 months or less with zero experience. So it doesn't have to be far and it can be done. And it's what we do. And yeah, we just perfected a system that allows someone, regardless of experience, to be able to actually get deals done in what I would consider to be record time.
2: Okay. So you guys know Cash Flow Diaries. Just put that in any search engine. You'll see, Jay. You'll find the information. You'll see it there. Believe me, I've done it. It works. <laughs> Highly rated podcast, uh, Cash Flow Diaries. So, Jay, before we leave, man, what are some instructions that we can give our listeners that are looking to jump into, you know, short term rental or wholesaling, something to get started as a real estate investor?
0: Um, Instead of tracking, you know, how many phone calls you got to make to get a deal done or something of that nature or how long is it going to be before you start earning money? I want you to start tracking how many things you try every day and fail at. I'm asking you to intentionally fail at something. Even if you know exactly what to do to do the thing that you want to do today, I am asking you to try it a different way and fail at something. Start tracking how many failure events you can create in a day and, and wear a badge around that. Learn literally to fail fast, fail forward, fail frequently, On the other
2: side of that is all the success you're looking for. There you go. Words of wisdom, guys. Fail fast, fail forward, fail quickly. And you'll be on the other side of those failures, you know, towards success. So, Jay, I want to thank you, man. It's an awesome show. You made this show very easy. (laughs) I am on this side listening and absorbing everything that you're saying and teaching. I'm not even a host, I'm a listener right now, man. So I really appreciate it. You made this podcast so easy, man. I wrote that. I've been sitting here writing down some actionable steps for me to take as well, you know. So hey, I want to thank you. I appreciate it, brother. You're doing an amazing job. Keep inspiring, keep teaching, keep pushing forward, you know, and keep finding those opportunities in the marketplace and sharing them with us.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity and for each of you listening. Thank you for taking the time to do so.
2: Okay, guys, you know what to do. As Jay would say, move at the speed of instruction. So get going, get out there, get busy and get going. So thank you again. We love equity listeners. We will see you next week with another show. So guys, that was Jay Massey. Like I said, during this, I was writing down some actionable items and tips For myself to help me go to the next level, you always have to have people that are ahead of you, so you can be inspired, that you can reset goals, retarget, and reframe how you want to live. So remember, look at the show notes, um, go to cashflowdiary.com, download the podcast. Excellent information, excellent content. That's where I learn a lot of information, and we'll look forward to seeing you on next week pretty soon we're going to start taking this podcast to being to airing every Monday every Monday so look forward to that and we'll have an announcement for that so again if you need any additional information content contact or go to Marcusemaloney.com. that's Marcusemaloney.com. and remember to always enjoy the journey thank you for listening to today's show i picked up some great actionable items and i'm sure you did as well If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com. Also, youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.